Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Lee, and I'll be your conference operator today. At this time, I would like to welcome everyone to the NXC Energy Solutions 2019 Year End Operating and Financial Results Conference Call. All participants will be in a listen-only mode for the first part of the conference call, with the ability to ask questions after the presentation by the company. For the question and answer session, if you would like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Should you wish to cancel your question, please press the pound key. I would now like to turn the meeting over to Mr. George Lysikas, President and CEO of NXC Energy Solutions. Please go ahead, Mr. Lysikas. Thank you, Lee. Uh, welcome and thank you everyone for joining us for NXT Energy Solutions full year and fourth quarter 2019 Financial and Operating Results Conference Call. I hope that you and your families enjoy good health in these trying times. This is George Lisitas and joining me on today's conference call is Eugene Wojcicin, Vice President of Finance and Chief Financial Officer, Rashid Tipu, Director of Geosciences for Africa, Asia, and Middle East, along with Enrique Hung, Director of Geosciences for the Americas, and Mohamed Sakib, Operations Director and Head of Interpretation. The purpose of today's call is to briefly discuss the highlights of the release of NXT 2019 financial and operating results and update the market on our business activities. Following our update, we will open the line for questions. Please note that all statements made by the company and management during this call are subject to readers' advisory regarding forward-looking information and non-GAAP measures set forth in our 2019 results press release and MDNA issued earlier. All dollar amounts discussed in today's, in today's conference call are in Canadian dollars unless otherwise stated. The complete financial and operating results and consolidated audited financial statements for 2019 were published yesterday and are available on NXT's website as well as on CEDAR's website. Now over to Eugene for the financial review. Thank you, George, and welcome everyone. As George mentioned, our 2019 financial statements and management discussion and analysis and annual information form were filed on CDAR's website yesterday and will be available on EDGAR shortly. We are pleased, we are very pleased with the 2019 results, especially with $4.1 million of operating cash flow and net income of $3.77 million or six cents per share. From a financial perspective, the focus remained on continuing to control and optimize non-core corporate costs and support of the business development effort. We're also actively reviewing NXT's eligibility for the various COVID-19 government support programs. For 2019, our financial results were as follows. 
There was $11.98 million of revenues earned in 2019, and we have collected approximately 94% of the payments due from the Nigerian SFD survey to date. For 2019, NXT recorded a net income of approximately $3.77 million, or a basic and diluted $0.06 cents per share, based on 68.2 million weighted average common shares outstanding. For the fourth quarter, NXT recorded a loss of $1.7 million, or $0.03 cents per share, based on 66.9 million shares, compared to 1998's net loss, 2019's income improved by $10.7 million, or $0.17 cents per share. Our total shares outstanding during the fourth quarter decreased by 4.17 million shares due to the target issuer bid. Between November 18th and December 10th, 2019, NXT purchased for cancellation 4.17 million common shares from Alberta Green Ventures Limited Partnership, AGV, at a price of $0.30 cents per common share for gross expenditures of approximately $1.25 million. The common shares purchased and cancelled represented approximately 6.08% of the total common shares outstanding at November 14, 2019. Also, the 3.4 million common share purchase warrants held by AGV expired as of October 31, 2019. Total operating expenses, including survey costs for the year, were $7.93 million. This included non-cash expenses of $1.83 million related to amortization and stock-based compensation expenses. Total operating expenses for the fourth quarter were $1.66 million, including survey costs. This included non-cash expenses of $0.42 million related to amortization and stock-based compensation expenses. Operating activities provided $1.2 million of cash during the quarter and $4.08 million for the year. Cash and short-term investments were $6.64 million at December 31, 2019, and net working capital was $7.13 million. On March 25, 2020, we received an additional U.S. dollars 466,000 of payments from the Nigerian or for the Nigerian SFD survey. General administrative expenses increased 6% or $51,000 in the fourth quarter of 2019 compared to 2018 as a result of the following. Salaries, benefits, and consulting charges actually decreased by $104,000 or 20% due primarily to the change to a lower cost mix in corporate staff and two less headcount. Board and professional fees and public company costs increased $66,000 or 48% due primarily to the higher professional fees given to the uh, increased business activity during the year and the addition of one board member. Business development costs increased by $82,000 or 215% as the company's resources again were focused on business development activities in the fourth quarter of 2019 versus the prior year quarter. Also, in Q4 2018, resources were focused on closing the Nigerian SFD survey contract. On a full year basis, GNA expenses decreased by 13% or $500,000 in 2019 compared to 2018. Salaries and benefits and consulting charges decreased by $447,000 or 22% due to primarily the change in lower cost mix in staff and two less headcount, and an allocation of direct salary costs to survey costs. 
Board of Professional Fees and Public Company Costs increased $76,000 or 10% due primarily to the higher professional fees and insurance costs given the increased business activity. Premises administrative overhead increased by $47,000 or 6% due primarily to the increased costs related to the improvement of the company's information system security. Business development costs decreased by $141,000 or 37% due primarily to increased attention in specific regions and company resources focused on delivering the Nigerian SFD survey. To summarize some of the key financial points, we ended the year with $6.64 million of cash and short-term investments on hand and a net working capital of $7.13 million, which was, of which $446,000 of cash was received in the first quarter of 2020. Net income of the year, again, was $3.77 million, a $10.7 million improvement over 2018. Cash flow from operations was $4.1 million. And we also continue to focus on cost control and we're able to reduce general administrative costs by 13% or $500,000. I would now like to hand the call back over to George to further discuss their business update and forward plans. Thank you very much, Eugene. Before I continue with the review of the business development, let me explain where the company is positioned in the oil and gas sector today, what impact the tumbling oil price is having on our business growth, and finally examine the consequences of COVID-19 on our ability to work effectively here in Calgary and abroad. Let me start with what our position is in the oil and gas sector. I think it's a very important subject because our investors need to know a little bit more in depth what the company is doing. NXT is a geophysical service provider to the upstream sector. But the truth is we're a technology company. Today, the best technology utilized in hydrocarbon exploration is seismic. Once seismic is shot, the oil company has about 90% of the information it needs to make the best possible decision where to deal the next prospect. So why is SFD needed then? From the technical perspective, seismic is the only technology that can be used for prospect identification. For regional work, companies use aeromega aerogravity to give them valuable information on the architecture of the sedimentary basin and where they should shoot seismic. As a result, when you hear the word prospect, that means seismic was shot 95% of the time. This makes seismic the most valuable tool in exploration. There are some serious issues, though. Exploration is a high-risk business that requires substantial capital and time. Drilling data of new field wildcats, or NF, NFWs, these are areas that are not close to production, okay? So they're brand new prospects. So the data shows that when you include all technologies, seismic, aeromag, aerogravity, CSCM, which is control source electromagnetic survey, magnetotellurics, chemical analysis, multispectral satellite imagery, the success rate onshore is 18%, which means that the failure rate is a serious 82%. 
offshore, the numbers are even more dismal. And this data is coming from Wood Mackenzie. The failure rate offshore is 93%. So only seven of the 100 new field wildcats drilled will be successful on average. Consider also the well cost, which is between 35 million to 150 million offshore. We are talking about $5 billion, and the time that is needed to reach the drilling stage internationally is anywhere from five to 10 years. So what's missing? What's missing is an other prospect level two. SLD is there for an important complementary prospect level tool that can be used onshore and offshore environments to identify conditions associated with valid trap systems in the subsurface. The biggest failure in exploration is the lack of reservoir and breach trap. The application of SLD can mitigate that because when the system encounters a simultaneous presence, of a trap, reservoir, and seal. It produces a unique waveform that can help eliminate traps that have poor reservoir qualities or the trap is breached. This implies that when two technologies operating on different physical principles recommended the same area for drilling, then such combination of seismic and SFD will significantly increase success rate. I'm going to talk about the drilling successes today. In addition to the aforementioned, being airborne, the speed of deployment and data acquisition, its low cost, big SFD, and ideal to, to partner with Seismic. So I'm asking the question, what you would? Why the super majors are not breaking down the door to use SFD? Now, we can discuss that if you ask the question later. Let me continue with the impact of oil price collapse that is having on NXT. Obviously, the current situation is not good, to say the least, but these prices cannot be maintained over long periods. Correction will be made by reducing production to close to 80 million barrels per day. That's about 20% reduction. Right now, it's less than 10%. Of course, we have surplus as well. By the fourth quarter, we hope to see an increase in oil price that would settle around 40, between 40 and $50. The effects on NXT are as follows. In some, in some countries where the company is active, the oil price needs to be maintained around $35 per barrel. That is with independent oil companies. NXT has, for, for the most part, have contracts with NOCs, the national oil companies. In many countries, the NOCs contribute significantly to the nation's GDP, which means they cannot stop drilling and selling oil. Take, for example, Mexico. Its production is de in decline for the last 15 years, so their contribution so is their contribu contribution to, to GDP. OPEC has asked Mexico to cut production by 400,000 barrels per day. Pemex only agreed to 100,000. 
what is the most important, what is the importance here? Like Pemex, national oil companies have to keep drilling and selling oil regardless of the oil price. And since NXT's clients are mostly NOCs, we have the opportunity to continue to work for them. They also drill our SFD recommendations, and I will talk about that shortly. COVID-19 mainly affects our ability to move projects forward as scheduled, since many countries are locked down as well. However, our clients are still working from home, from their offices, and there is a continuous discussion regarding our projects. I believe that Canada and the USA are going to open up their respective countries for business together, hopefully soon. As bad as this virus is, the world cannot stop functioning. Let's turn our attention to our business development efforts. I will start with an update on our current Nigeria SFD contract. As Eugene mentioned, NXT has received 466,000 US dollars recently. A final payment of approximately 450,000 US, which is in fact a performance bond, was due on March 31st. We elected not to enforce it until either upon the completion of a new contract with NMPC, which is the National, Nigerian National Petroleum Corporation, or MPDC, which is the uh, offshore arm, or at the closure of the current contract. As of today, our Nigerian negotiations are well advanced and focused on existing data sales and new contracts, both onshore and offshore. The potential contract value is similar to the original contract. Related to the, comp uh, to the completed Nigerian SFD survey, the Department of Petroleum Resources, DPR, a department under the Federal Republic of Nigeria's Ministry of Petroleum Resources, responsible for sustainable development of Nigeria's oil and gas resources, provided written confirmation of their recommendation in favor of NXT's technology based on the recent survey results. They noted specifically, in line with federal government aspirations, to increase its oil and gas reserves, reserves base at a considerably reduced cost, risk, and optimized exploration cycle, the SFD technology is hereby adopted and recommended to be deployed as an independent data exploration tool for hydrocarbon exploration to identify and rank prospect level leads to focus exploration efforts in the Nigerian oil and gas industry. As it stands today, we anticipate to finalize data purchase and new contract with NMPC in Q2, as long as we can travel, and start SFD surveys thereafter. Africa, in general, provides an excellent opportunity for NXT. We are in discussions with a number of independents and NOCs in the region. NXT recently signed an MOU with an independent producer and continuing 
contract discussion. NXT intends to secure SFD contract similar in size to the 2019 Nigerian contract. Operationally, this survey could be executed consecutively with the new Nigerian SFD project. With respect to Latin America, we are actively seeking new SFD projects in Mexico, Colombia, Peru, and Brazil. Our contract negotiations are progressing well, and we hope to secure a new contract in Q2 if we can travel and start surveying soon thereafter. Latin America remains a very important market segment for NXT, and updates will be provided as one of these. Asia initiatives. Our cooperation and development work with the NOCs of China, including BGP, Bureau of Geophysical Prospecting, is now halted until we can travel. NXT is planning to work with BGP, the world's leading geophysical service company, in cooperation with CMPC to undertake a number of projects worldwide. NXT has also signed a new sales representative agreement in Southeast Asia recently. Having boots on the ground is critical for our success. NXT received confirmation of patent granted from the European Patent Office. This brings the total number of countries granting the patent to 44. The final step is for the validation process of SFD technology patent is select in select uh, European countries. In addition, the company is designing and building a new fleet of sensor systems for improved efficiency, better resolution, and increased capacity. With respect to our project in the Queen Charlotte Falls region, in the first quarter of 2020, NXT finalized the first phase of its survey over the Queen Charlotte Falls, located offshore British Columbia. The purpose of continuing QC QCF study, which is the Queen Charlotte Falls, is to identify seismically active areas and to differentiate subsurface stress states in deep water settings. The company is in the process of evaluating the acquired SFD data. This concludes the large majority of our business development initiatives for NXT. As we have previously promised, we would like to start disclosing drilling results on SFD recommendations. We have reported on the Nigeria, Nigeria inland basin drilling results. NXT was asked to perform an initial survey flight over seismic lines designed by FES, which is the Frontier Exploration Arm of the NNPC, uh, and it was performed onshore in the inland basins on April 18, 2019. During most flights, NXT's technical personnel is accompanied by Nigerian security officer and an NNPC geologist or geophysicist. The result of the initial flight was provided to FES within a few days. One of the anomalies recommended coincided with FES seismic prospect. The well was successfully drilled and completed in late 2019, and the drilling of a new area of the recommendation is planned. 
Unfortunately, due to COVID situation, we do not know when the drilling will start. We also reported in our latest news release on two new findings uh, with, with respect to our 2017 SMD Gulf of Mexico survey over the 2.1 bid round offshore blocks. A lead area indicated by SFD as highly prospective has now been drilled by, a third, by third parties and the results confirm that it is a commercial discovery with early estimates of volumes greater than 200 million barrels of equivalent in place. Additionally, and perhaps more importantly, from capital expenditure allocation perspective, another seismic prospect considered non-prospective by NXT was drilled as part of the same campaign and was declared unsuccessful. These results highlight the value of adding SFD to an upstream work program and evidences the efficacy of our geophysical method in recommending prospects with potential for hydrocarbon traps. Drilling activities over SFD recommendations are ongoing and we are aware of them in numerous countries. And NXT shall provide further updates as warranted. If you have any questions regarding our initiatives, drilling results, or other technical activities, please direct them to myself, and I will be glad to address them along with my technical team here. Conclusion. In conclusion, I am hopeful that the COVID pandemic will be over soon, and we can advance our initiatives both in Africa and Latin America to secure SFD surveys. It is imperative for us to continue delivering results and growth for our shareholders. On behalf of our board of directors and the entire team at NXT, I would like to thank you all of our shareholders for their continued commitment and support. I now ask our operator, Lee, to open the line for us to take a few of your questions. At this time, if you would like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Again, in order to ask a question, simply press star 1 on your telephone keypad. We'll pause for just a moment to see if there are any questions. And your first question is from Michael Mark. Your line is now open. <clears throat> Hi, George and Eugene. Uh, my question is, under the current conditions, how do you determine drilling, su drilling success rate, and how do you get confirmation from the various companies? Hi, Mike. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's Mo here. So under the, uh, under the current situation, what we are doing is basically monitoring uh, the recommendations that we have previously submitted uh, to the various companies and operators. And uh, we have access to a number of sources, uh, some public, some are not so public. And uh, the announcements from the operators uh, concerning uh, drilling activities that were ongoing previously and they have now uh, concluded. And uh, we are verifying um, whether any of these locations fall within the SFT recommendations, um, when we recommended them, uh, in place volumes as they are announced by the operator through their press releases and so forth. And uh, that's how we have been establishing uh, which of our recommendations are coming in successfully uh, or otherwise. 
Okay, uh, very good. And just uh, kind of a follow-up for George. Did I hear you correctly that you're uh, going to be upgrading the sensors, and what's the time frame of this? Uh, the process uh, is, has started already. Uh, Dr. Gui, um, you know, we are in sort of in isolation most of the time, so we are working on it, uh, and um, also the team with Siong working on the upgrades. Um, we do not know the final result yet, of course, but we, we need redundancy, we need capacity, we need uh, the ability to um, sort of um, reduce the size of the, of, the, of the sensor elements and boxes and so on and so forth, all the, all the uh, electronics that is associated with it and so on. So hopefully within the next three months, we are going to have to, we are going to be able to announce that we have completed uh, three new fleet uh, of sensors. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. And your next question is from Tucker Anderson. Your line is now open. Hello, George. Hi, Tucker. How are you? I'm 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 fine, and I'm glad to hear that you're fine. Stay well. How is New York? Well, I'm in I, I'm up in the woods in Connecticut. The last day I was in New York was March 12th, and I planned to go back on my regular schedule. But by that time the next week rolled around, it it was pretty clear I should just stay stay in the woods up here. So I'm I'm just surrounded by nature and fine. Um, couple couple questions. Um, I was going to ask this question anyway, but now it appears that I'm, I'm your puppet because I, I'm, I'm going to ask you about the question you suggested, and that is the continued resistance of any of the super majors to employing the technology and if there's any chance that may change. Um, I think so. I, I, there are several issues that this company faces with. One is the underlying physics is still not understood outside of, of the company. And uh, in that regard, you know, we are planning to bring in some heavy, uh, heavy weights, to say the least. And um, both in the, from the geophysical environment and also from the physics perspective. So that's one thing. The second thing is that the long cycle so in order to achieve results, it takes many, many years. Now that we are in, in that uh, cycle ourselves, um, we have now accumulated a number of results um, based on the SFD recommendations that we are going to uh, disclose and, and also publish. And uh, they are very encouraging, to say the least. That's number two. Number three, um, super majors do not open their doors very easily, so you have to you have to go through a period of time. Usually, takes two to three years. It's called the red tape, and you have to fully disclose the technology and so on. Even if we offer them that we would fly a specific seismic line, let's say a thousand line kilometers long, anywhere in the world. As long as they know what's underneath, we will fly that line and we'll give them the geophysical information. 
with, from the SFD perspective. They don't take us on. They want to know how the tool works thoroughly and, and uh, that, is a, that is still a, an issue. So we are relying more on our empirical evidence, the drilling results, and the value that we deliver to, to our clients. Did I miss anything? It, it seems to me, George, that what's working in your favor is what's working against them right now, and that is given the lower price of oil than they had in their projections, that they really have to do everything in their power to minimize the dry holes. And I would think that your technology and the data that you've been accumulating would be very enticing to them to really accomplish that goal with the with the price of oil where it is. Just continue along your thoughts. You know, in Nigeria now that DPR has adopted the technology and recommended it, um, we are going to be working in this next contract. Hopefully, it's going to be a significant one um, with super majors, so they can't avoid us now. And we are looking forward to do so with uh, humbleness and uh, with all respect. And we will demonstrate our capabilities beyond the shadow of the doubt that this technology is a val added value technology. It will deliver uh, results for them and uh, assist them in, in, in their operations. And I think, thank you very much for the, uh, asking the question, actually. As I said, it was on my list, but now everybody just thinks I'm your puppet, but I'll deal with that. Um, that the, no, second, the second part was important, you know. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the second question has to do with the thing you discussed in Mexico where the hole was drilled where your technology indicated that it was likely to be successful and then there was a dry hole tilt. Were, were those drilling locations – Similar in other respects, that that is that is, if one looked at the underlying seismic data and didn't have the SSD, would the would the evaluation of those two prospects been relatively similar? I will ask Enrique to address that. Not quite understood the question. Um, the question is basically, is that. How 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 was it determined? Did they have seismic data oh, over yeah. these areas? Oh, yeah. But in 2017, when we started the survey, there was no uh, allocation of any of the blocks. Correct. Correct. So all these 2.1 bidran blocks were not given to Shell or any or any of the operators. No, this is this is very impressive. I, I won't mention the companies, but as easily can be found on, the, on our past review, review uh, or release. Uh, they have 3D data, uh, very advanced 3D data, and these shallow blocks and this is shallow water, so the resolution is very very good. Actually, uh, one of the dry holes that was not recommended by N by SFD uh, was dry, and it had um, AVO signals, AVO signatures. Uh, as being respected. ABO is. ABO is amplitude versus offset. Is I consider it a direct hydrocarbon indicator on, on, on from seismic, um, and it shows that it can fail if you don't have a, a nearby well with a with a good 
uh, calibration, it can fail. And in this case, it was a failure. Uh, the second well was a success. It was smacked right in the middle of an SFV uh, interpreted uh, recommendation. So, so yes, they had the data, and, uh, and we're looking forward to, to make this public with, with the uh, players in the area, uh, inside in, in Mexico, and in, you know, and elsewhere. Yeah, as a non-geologist, that's that comparison seems to me, as a layman, to be very, very impressive and should get you some attention. I would think. That is correct. Yes. Wait until you hear the next drilling results. Can you please? Just uh, addition to uh, what Enrique said, uh, George mentioned earlier during his talk, like uh, 90 to 95 percent uh, seismic. Uh, you know, you need uh, all the operator uh, needed to drill the well, but uh, the chance of success is 18 percent in inland, and only seven to eight percent in offshore. So your chance of so failure is 82%, even if you have a 3D seismic. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, like uh, SFD, Enrique mentioned one of the well which was purely drilled based on seismic, uh, and uh, it has a direct hydrocarbon indicator at, uh, uh, technologies were used there as well, which is a byproduct of seismic data. Uh, but uh, when an SFD flown over those areas, and we recommend nothing, so that's a driver, but the well where SFD and seismic agrees, that's where, you know, the chance of success goes higher. Yep. Thank you. Th thank you. One other question, George, and then I'll let anybody else who's on the line. Tucker, yeah. Tucker just one second. Mo would like to say something as well. Okay. Yeah, I just had a couple of points from the, from the overall perspective here. Like, the, these two prospects that George mentioned, um, uh, at the seismic stage, uh, from what we know, uh, they were actually quite similar. They have similar drill costs, they have similar sizes, they have similar chances of success. And SFT recommended one and not the other. Uh, of course, we keep in mind that, uh, that six out of every seven wells are going to be dry anyway, irrespective of the technology used. So it's, it's relatively easy to say no to something, but it's quite difficult to say yes. And that's where the difference comes from SFD, is that you can say yes more reliably than you can say no. That, yeah, that, 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 was, that was the import of my question, because uh, that's what I understood to be the case, but I want to make sure I understood that correctly, and that the other characteristics of the sites were similar, so it was a good comparison. And it sounds like my understanding was correct. Um, the, other, the other question I had, George, was, um, in your negotiations, are you, in any cases, attempting to negotiate a royalty interest, and what's the receptivity to that? Absolutely. And as we progress, actually, the new uh, contract negotiations that we are having in, in Africa, it gives us the opportunity to have cash, royalty, bonus, and participation rights, and the rocks are fantastic. Um, you know, it's a brand new, these are two brand new blocks, large blocks, but the rocks are very good, good quality. Uh, that's very important because that's the only thing we cannot do. We cannot put the oil there. But if there is a potential trapped fluid body there that is uh, hydrocarbons, we will find it. 
and uh, that's all we can do. But uh, yes, to answer your question. Well, thanks. For, thanks. Thanks, thanks for the update. Good luck. Thank you very much. Okay. Your next question is from Chris Fullerton. Your line is now open. How's everybody doing this afternoon? Hi, Chris. How are you? Good, George. I just got a couple uh, points I'd love for you to address, um, if you don't mind. First of all, oil pricing and you know the reduction in, in what you know oil is going for right now globally. I would think that that would be a positive impact for your business and the desire for national, um, you know, firms, uh, the big global firms, wanting to interact with you and, and have more in-depth conversations because the cost to utilize your services is significantly less than the old guard or how they would do that. So, or how they historically have gone about drilling for oil. So. I, you know, I would think that this is a positive, you know, for you um, where oil is. So I'd love for you to to touch on that real quickly, um, if you can. And I'll be happy to ask all all my questions right now, or if you want me to do them one at a time. Uh, since I speak a lot, maybe any of you want to speak to that? I do. Okay. Well, um, as as uh, as we discussed, most of our clients are NOCs and NOCs cannot stop drilling and cannot stop selling. Otherwise the company, I mean the country goes bankrupt. So <clears throat> from that perspective, I think we made the right choice in the past, you know, to focus on them. But I also agree with you with respect to the IOCs, which is the international independence. Uh, we are making headways. Uh, there are more and more and more um, companies uh, coming to us and talking to us. And uh, if this COVID-19 situation would not be as it is today, we would be far more advanced in our contracts and, and so on. It's an unfortunate situation. I know some of you were disappointed with respect to the uh, Nigeria contract did not materialize early enough. Uh, late uh, 2019, early 2020, and the reason was, you know, that uh, it, it, they had a good reason. The good reason was that in order to hire NXT and specify exactly where to uh, place the new seismic programs, uh, they had to review the seismic data that they had. You would not believe, but it is true that, that companies have these large seismic stacks, but they are not reviewing them. They are, they are too many, too much. And uh, as a result of that, you know, we were uh, delayed. They had to get the, the seismic data from uh, another seismic company that is uh, situated or located in, uh, in uh, UK. And it took them two and a half months to secure it and bring it and so on and so forth. And now the COVID uh, situation is not helping either. So uh, also uh, NMPC and NPDC went through uh, administrative changes. The CEO has been removed and uh, uh, as a result of that everybody else is removed. <laughs> you know, that's how it goes in the oil and gas business because oil and gas business is the most conservative business you can ever encounter. And that's why it is difficult for NXT to 
to push forward and move forward. But I can tell you one thing. The results that we produced in, uh, and it's not known yet because it's going to be released, but the results that we produced in Nigeria is second to none. Nobody on the planet can do what we did in three months. Nobody. And once you see that, it's, it's always more difficult for investors to understand the intricacies of oil and gas business from the technical perspective, not from the financial, but from the technical. What it means, what we what we uh, for example, with news release, correct? These wells and and uh, the well that was drilled in Nigeria, the, the well that was drilled in the Gulf of Mexico, and the and the following wells that are going to come out. Uh, we have not even pr uh, published the results for this which is being really pushed by our board, uh, the publishing the results of the previous uh, uh, drilling results. Because we need, in many cases, we need the client's approval, and clients are not very happy to give such approvals, unfortunately, because it, it, things changed, people changed. Like now we have a completely new administration in uh, Pemex. But the head of Pemex, who is running Pemex, has approved the technology previously. That's why we are pleased to be back in Mexico. So you said multiple times on the call that if you could travel, if you could travel, that you think you'd be farther along. You know, the the, the COVID virus has 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 been front and center for you know 30 days, 40 days, whatever it may be, but every single one of the opportunities that you discussed today or have in the past are opportunities that you've been working on for years and a lot of these countries you've had dialogue with for so long and i guess i'm struggling a little bit to understand how the last thirty to forty days has um, really you know stopped your business i mean i you know i'm working from home I'm in the investment asset management business. I'm working harder than I ever have day to day. I got to believe that you're still having incredibly important conversations with a lot of these countries. Um, why is it so important to be back on the ground traveling? I mean, is that just how the business is? Oh, it's uh, because um, oil and gas business is a technical business. You have to sit down. You have to show your um, – Waveforms, you have to show how you got to where you are. Um, it's a face-to-face -face meeting. Everybody's scattered in Nigeria as well. Everybody's locked down. So are you doing any anything online, WebExes, you know, yeah. anything like that? Or, I mean, Almost every day. Almost okay. every day. Uh, we have one or two. Actually, uh, 3 a.m. we had the other day, you know, so... It's, it's, we, we accommodate anybody and everybody, um, you know, and, and I'm just saying, you know, on the line here, you know, if anybody wants to have any, or any company on this line, wants to have any discussions with NXT, wants to have the proofs or follow-ups, anything, we are open. We are open book. But I understand your question, and I totally agree with you. Unfortunately, this uh, technical meetings have to take place. They cannot be over 
the the uh, the Zoom or or go to meetings and so on. Uh, and my last question, George, for for you and everybody, there, there's no doubt you're a brilliant individual, and you've put some some brilliant individuals around you that um, you know are very scientific. I mean, I would say you're an inventor, um, and you've done an incredible job of coming out with some amazing technology. But I struggle a little bit with the business side because. If you look at your stock over the last three years, it's down about 76%. The last five years, it's down, you know, 86, 87%. You know, your volume is almost non-existent on a day-to-day. And I think anybody that's listening on this call or anybody that owns your stock, the reason why they did it was because they'd like to make money. And the last 30 days or 45 days, you know, I understand how that's changed things currently. But when you look at the three and the five year kind of results from from your stock, it's pretty disappointing. And you know, as an investor, I want to know what you're going to do to get your stock going in the right direction. Okay, there are two parts to the answer. One, one part is that NXT doesn't want the stock to move unless we deliver. Okay, it's true that we did not deliver as as we hoped for over the last three years, except maybe in 2019. Uh, we had a very good year and we hope to capitalize on it and continue. We, we are working on very diligently to have individuals or companies, we have interviewed a number of them, we have somebody you know who is, is working with us and we hope you know that uh, um, the market conditions are going to change, and we are going to be able to perform and uh, bring them bring this stock uh, at the higher levels. Uh, it needs liquidity, as you said, and we need to deliver. And I think that once you start seeing the uh, earnings per share going up significantly and maintained, okay, then everything is going to be fine. And this stock will take off like no other stock, or very few, let's put it that way, hopefully. Okay, so uh, I am still optimistic, you know, that things are going to change very quickly, and we are going to be back to work at the end of May, like fully back to work. Okay, thank you, George. Thank you, Chris. Your next question is from Jerome Hatz. Your line is open. Uh, hi, George. Um, my question is more in line with the previous caller. Um, you know, we look at your financial position at the end of the, the last reported period. You've got 6.6 .6 million in cash. If you add back the accounts receivable, you're about $8 million worth of cash and liquidity. Um, you know, to burn about 3.5 million a year—that's more than two years' worth of cash burn. You know, we in the past have applauded, um, you know, your repurchase of the shares from uh, AGV, and you know, we'd like the board to consider taking a half million of that eight million dollars of liquidity that you've got available and purchasing some of your shares. Um, you know, it's it represents less than 3% of your shares outstanding at a half million dollars. 
if you had an NCIB uh, up to 5%, that would be less than $900,000. And we'd like to see some of this cash put to use. And if the board has the same confidence that you project in the call, why not put that money to use? Uh, Jerome, it's Eugene. Uh, a great suggestion, and uh, you have mentioned this in the past also. Uh, it's something we continue to discuss, and one of the options we will be considering, and, but we will you know, obviously do that at the right time, and uh, we'll, keep, we'll, we'll keep everybody updated if, that, uh, if and when we do that. But, you know, to the previous caller's point, you know, if you really want to distinguish yourself in this type of environment, announcing an NCIB when everyone else is struggling with liquidity and cash would get people's attention and it would show the confidence of management mm -hmm. and the board in a company and its prospects. And I, I actually think that, you know, for the first time in a couple of years, you're in a position to do so. And I, you know, strongly distinguish you, encourage you to try and distinguish yourself from the pack at this point. Okay. Well, yeah, we, we take your, uh, uh, your comments in consideration. Thank you. Thanks. Why don't we why don't we uh, have an offline discussion on this? You know, would like to know more. What are your thoughts? Because you have been very helpful and very um, uh, very faithful, if I may use the word, uh, investor of NXT. You you have a significant position in this company, and. Uh, I, I, I myself, I am open to it, and also I know several board members would uh, be interested in it. Now, of course, it will be much easier to grab a $20 million contract and do so. Uh, we will do it next day. We will buy half of the float back. <laughs> but uh, um, at this point of time, maybe we, we can coordinate something or discuss it you know, a little bit in more detail. Sure. Thank you so much. Your next question is from Stan Trilling. Your line is now open. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, Hi, Stan. I, first of all, I want to uh, respectfully disagree with the last caller. The company has done one hell of a statement in buying back 6.8% of the company's stock. If that isn't saying they have faith in the company, uh, that was not a small, that was a great opportunity, and I congratulate you on doing that. But right now, I think you, the, you have more important fish to fry than buying stock back, Okay. But here's one thing. I was you answered one question, and I was a little disappointed in the answer, having to do with uh, how many well how many wells have been completed based on surveys you've done, mm -hmm. and how many wells have been drilled, and and of those wells, how many were commercial wells? And uh, and to what extent were they commercial? Now you said the people don't want to talk about it. We you don't have to give names, okay? You don't have to give names, but if you can validate that you have, you know, 
in in Bolivia, they you uh, there were six six wells drilled, and of the six, only two of them you recommended, but they drilled four others. What was the result there, and what was the commercial viability of the two that were hit? But but a complete picture of all of the wills you have, all of based on surveys you have completed, mm-hmm. how many wills have been drilled, and how many wills were drilled that were recommended by NSF, NXT, and what was the commercial value of those wells? That I think that tells the story as loud and as clear. As as can be told, and, and I understand the issue that some of these people don't want to talk. Why can't you not name names? You don't have to name names, you know. Uh, that, but if you have documentation of of your success, and you have an idea, you have a good idea what what came in. Why can't you? Why can't you say you have? You have this information, and show this information. Okay, so um, this is uh, more here. So I'm going to attempt to answer this in a uh, slightly general terms, like you suggested, uh, Stan. Um, The first thing is, uh, from an overall point of view, uh, 23 NXT recommendations have been drilled to date. And we're only... 23... have been drilled to date. Recommended, okay. And we're only counting the time period, uh, sorry, we're uh, we're not including Canada and the U.S. in that uh, because that's a completely different data set. So not including Canada and the United States, we've had 23 recommendations drilled, 17 of which have been successful. Now, can you define successful from from how many barrels to you know what's been the range of of the of the so, success uh, okay again uh, i'm going to uh, attempt to phrase uh, to phrase this uh, from a limited data set and we're only going to do this because as george explained uh, not everybody has given permission and in no, many no, you cases, don't uh, but you, like wait, 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 well, hold on hold on we're not asking names to be named Okay. No, we're asking, you know, what was the success rate? Okay. So not uh, the Bolivia, not the Mexican, not you know. So we can yeah. we can choose not to name names, but in some countries we've only done one survey, so it's relatively trivial for somebody to figure out who we are talking about. But they won't um, know if it's if it's only that will be hidden in that's hidden in the numbers that it's. Now, that, if now, you, have, now if you said, say 23 wells have been drilled, and one it, that one well is going to be hidden in those numbers. Not well, it's prospect. Okay, so prospect. now okay. The, the, um, Now that being said, Stan, like we can share some statistics uh, with you that we have uh, that we have permission to share, or we are able to share from. Uh, from the 2009-2010 time frame, which is reasonable given the length of the exploration cycle, how long it takes for something to get on stream from the moment of recommendation. Uh, 
um, from the 2009-2010 timeframe, um, roughly 40%, no, 30% of NXT's recommendations have been drilled. Uh, 11 of them have proven to be commercially successful uh, out of 15. Um, commercial success is something that varies from country to country. It is not a uniform definition, but in the country's concerned, we are talking commercial success. Uh, the total investment that has gone into, NXT, uh, into SFT surveys is just under $5 million, and NXT has delivered, and on those prospects, about 2.8 billion barrels of reserves have been found. And this is in the 2009-2010 timeframe when oil prices were not at $20. So you can calculate the return on SFT from there. That just concerns South America. And then we have Mexico, where many more wells have been, prospects have been drilled or recommendations. Please remember, everybody, that these are standalone prospects. There is no production there, zero, so before. So it's very important to understand that. So there are, I don't know, about six of them in, in uh, Mexico. They are uh, seven with the dry hole. Uh, so the six that we recommended are producing. It doesn't mean that we don't have failures, correct? Or we will not have failures, but it's standing up. And the average production is probably over 100, not production, but the, uh, the reserve is over 100 million barrels in place. So from that, you can see that this technology can deliver. The problem for us is this long cycle. We did the survey in 2012. They just drilled the latest one in 2019. How many barrels? 247 million barrels in place. 247 million. Are we going back? Yes, we are going back. But that's the problem. It's, it takes so long for the, the, the industry to verify these, these results. Well, I but we are publishing. You're going to have new ones coming out in the next news release and the next news release, and we're going to start publishing them, and they are very good. Now, that is one of the reasons why we want to create verticals, but we cannot do them until we, sit, until we reach a significant number of wells that are going to be drilled, which is about, or prospects, which are going to be drilled is about 32 34. So when, when will you be able to talk about the commercial value of the Nigerian well that was drilled? Well, they give us the permission. There are multiple zones. Um, this is going to be the first producing well after 17 dry holes. So it's pretty good. And they are drilling another one. Okay. So that's why we are getting the new opportunities. Otherwise, we wouldn't. I mean, you can introduce this company to many companies, correct? But the reality is that we have to deliver. NXT have to deliver. And that's, what, that's no, our strength. We have never, ever failed to deliver. We, every time we deliver. That's why we get paid. Even from countries that, oh, nobody's going to pay you. Every one of them paid us on time. 
has there ever been a well that was that was was suggested only on NXT's recommendation with no with no seismic? Well, uh, yes, there have been those examples, and they are located almost entirely in Canada. And that is purely because of the larger data set control that is available in Canada that you're able to do that. Uh, we keep in mind that this, um, uh, we have to use seismic in data in areas with sparse data. Okay. Seismic. All right. Whether seismic is there or not, it doesn't really matter because we never know where the seismic is. Or <laughs> you can know at 50,000 square kilometer area there is seismic. So what? You know, they designed the seismic line. I mean, the flight lines. Always the the client, and we just fly it and we give them the data. Uh, uh, one question regarding the. Um, the sensor's ability. One of the things in the past is that you can you can tell whether the r reservoir is is trapped, but you you can't tell whether that reservoir is petrochemical or not. It is, is size will will seismic eventually be able to differentiate that that is that is petrochemical or gas uh, versus water okay um, we can answer that with an example that George just mentioned in his uh, in his speech the well in Mexico uh, that uh, came up dry and it did, did not have an XT recommendation on it that well had a direct hydrocarbon study done on it by the operator the direct hydrocarbon study was positive. That's why they drilled it, and they hit a dry hole. Uh, so the seismic, the trap was there, the reservoir was there, the hydrocarbon. but the hydrocarbon wasn't there. Okay, all right. But it didn't say that it was, well, all right. But what it, the, the question was, is it because I don't know what percentage of trapped li li uh, liquids are not petroleum? Uh, 93%. <laughs> 93%. So if you drill 100 wells offshore, 93 or 92 are going to be dry holes by default. So it's very difficult to say this well will produce. It's but very are you, yeah, but that, but, that's, but those are those are wildcats. All where, of them. Yeah. yeah, where you're just drilling into the ground, not knowing where you're drilling. Um, anyway, all right. Look, I'm, I'll I'll hold my other questions. I'll let other people ask. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much, Stan. Your next question is from Richard Love. Your line is now open. Uh, George, the uh, giant refinery in Lagos, Nigeria, is work continuing to toward to completion, or has it been postponed? I I do I do not know because of the COVID nineteen. I have no idea right now. Nigeria refinery. 
Okay, thanks. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, George. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Your last question is from David Adelman. Your line is now open. Hi, George. Hi, uh, David. How are you? I'm just fine. Um, A couple of my questions uh, have been already answered by uh, uh, the previous callers uh, about liquidity. Uh, One question I have is you've put out a few announcements about Alberta Green Ventures um, and $250,000 in lieu of stock or stock. Um, What is your chances of recovering of that and when? Uh, David, it's Eugene. Uh, let me answer that. Our uh, loan agreement with AGV allows us to select being repaid it with shares or cash. We were not able to reach an agreement on the price of the shares under the share settlement arrangement with AGV and within the framework of required for regulatory approval. So therefore, we, this gave rise for us to instruct AGV to repay the loan with cash as of uh, yesterday, April 13th. Uh, so AGV continues, you know, to be our significant partner and uh, one of our largest shareholders. And uh, you know, together we are looking at SFD opportunities in several regions. And uh, at this point, uh, we just, as of yesterday, asked for the cash. Okay, I understand. I saw the announcement. I just uh, wondered if you were anticipating payment. From them uh, back yes. to you in, in, yes. uh, in the short term or long term? We're expecting, uh, we've had uh, good discussions with AGB and we expect payment uh, shortly. Um, we have no reason not to believe that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, my other questions have been answered. Thank you. Thank you very much, David. And there are no further questions at this time. Presenters, you may continue. Well, thank you very much. Uh, We would like to then close the uh, investors conference call. And on behalf of NXT, uh, I wish you good health and uh, stay safe. Thank you again until our next update. This concludes today's conference call. Thank you, everyone, for participating. You may now disconnect. 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 Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.